Get ready, get ready! This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got him on one! I'm not into making promises. Um, and I think you'll find that out about me soon enough as well. I'm not... The promises I'll make are, are we're going to be competitive. And we're going to compete every day. And, and, and what, I, what I intend to do is it starts, it starts today. It started yesterday when, when I accepted the job the day before. Um, we're going to compete on a daily basis. I'm going to build this culture along with the people in this, in this building to develop a daily standard of winning. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icord. And welcome to another edition here of the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones join you here as the uh, 2017 NFL schedule is out. And we were talking a little bit before the show that uh, we're not really pleased with that only one primetime game this year, uh, a Thursday night game in New York against the Jets. Other than that here... Um, yeah, really just not that favorable of a schedule here for the Bills. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, you know, the, that's the only thing about having a new coach every three years, and we got to redeem our cred with big, you know, basically the uh, the big media groups to get us primetime games. So just going around the schedule here, starting out the year at home against the Jets, then uh, Sean McDermott, We'll head back to Carolina as the Bills will take on his former team, the Panthers. Uh, Then on the 24th, they are taking on the Denver Broncos at home. Uh, Followed by back-to-back road games. The first, they'll be at Atlanta. On the 8th, they'll be at Cincinnati. Then a bye. Then they're home against Tampa Bay on October 22nd. 29th, they'll be um, taking on Oakland, this time at the Ralph this year. Then, like we said, that primetime game against the Jets coming up uh, on the 2nd of November. Home again versus the Saints. Then another back-to-back road game here against the Chargers of Los Angeles on the 19th. And then after Thanksgiving, it's on the road to Arrowhead in Kansas City. Then three straight um, home games here. New England, Indianapolis, and Miami on December 3rd. 10th and 17th, the Christmas Eve game at New England, and then they round up the season in South Beach against Miami. So, there you go. That's the 2017 Buffalo Bills schedule, and uh, you know, I, I understand like we said, new coach here, understand about the prime time here, but um, I don't know, I'm not a fan of a lot of these streaks here where basically it's, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back games here, uh, instead of kind of spacing it out here, so uh, I, I really don't like that they have to end the last two weeks of the season playing both games on the road. So, I mean, yeah, overall, and, I'm and disappointed. And eight East opponents. Yes. Yeah, the uh, four out of our last five games are against the AFC East. Yeah, and then we got to remember too they play Indianapolis, just coincidental, a former AFC East team here. So, yeah, past and present, the last five weeks of the season. So. Yep, just looking at this right now, I'm I'm not thrilled with the schedule, but uh, we'll see what they make of it here. Um, right now, currently, 
I'm waiting on what the Bills decide to do with Mike Gillisley, who uh, was tendered a two-year contract worth over $6 million with the New England Patriots. And uh, they have until Monday to make up their mind. How do you see the Bills going with the decision concerning uh, their uh, number two back? That's the thing. I, I mean, I could see them being very torn because on one hand, you're like, you know, Gillisley's been a very productive back. Uh, you know, he, he's had a lot of success with us, and um, I could see why the Bills would want to match it. On the other hand, I also like, you know, fifth-round pick is not anything to shake a stick at. We've got some very productive players out of the fifth round of the past, and so I think that, you know, you really got to weigh your options there. We are a little short on draft picks, and, you know, that could theoretically also get us, an, a, you know, another good impact player. What do you think they do at back here? I mean, I know they made some transactions here. Mike Tolbert among the additions here of, uh, you know, hybrid fullbacks slash running backs here. I think they probably have the needs they want that if they want to part from Gillsley, maybe they don't have anyone as elusive. Um, Jonathan Williams, I think, is still up and coming here, but I don't think they're necessarily hurt as Gillsley. For me, it's just it just stings a little bit. Not only losing someone to an interdivision rival, but losing someone to the defending Super Bowl champions who already got rich picking up Stephon Gilmore from the Bills and free agency. Yeah, and I mean, it is a very Patriots move. They they like to go after some of their left players just because they know, like, and you know what honestly could happen? This, the structure of that contract means Gillisley could get cut at camp. So if he comes in and doesn't either doesn't perform well in their system, because you hear a lot of guys there say, hey, listen, you know, it, this is a tough system to really dig in at. Like, you know, you do need, um, you know, it's either make or break, either really flourish with the Patriots or you don't do well. He could get cut at camp and then we could pick him up and get a fifth round pick. So to be honest, I think the smartest option is, to go for to let him go on the tender because the thing is he's gonna have maybe maybe ups upside of two games that he has a major impact in two games he has some impact in and the rest are gonna be very little to no impact so i think that you know with the patriots how they run it all you got to do is sit back you can grab a guy in the draft or you could just wait till secondary free agency wait till we get close to the season and pick up a back like we have so many times during the season so we'll have to see what they do in that regard but right now that's pending but then a week from today comes the nfl draft here and i know they were thin at the wide receiver here and i've seen a lot of mocks have them going wide receiver i've seen them going quarterback uh, you're kind of our draft expert here. How do you see the Bills going uh, first round next week? That's the thing. This draft, I think, has been one of the hardest to predict, in all honesty, uh, because it is just so – I mean, there's so many different ways. Not only – sitting at 10 is a really hard position to pick because, like last year, no one thought the tackle uh, that fell to the Dolphins was going to be there at 10. You know, no one knows what's going to happen a few days before the draft where all of a sudden somebody's stock starts to fall and you're sitting there like, oh, we got to grab him. So, you know, something could happen there where somebody who no one thought was going to be available is now completely available. Um, I could see them going a number of different positions. If one of the top flight safeties is on the board, they could do that. A wide receiver would make a lot of sense. Um, also, we could trade back and try to accrue some more picks and try to get some more picks in the top, you know, 90 picks. So 
So we'll, we'll see how it shakes down closer. Um, but right now, I mean, who are some of your favorites here for the Bills to get at 10? Uh, one of my favorites is honestly uh, uh, Corey Davis. He is by far one of my favorite players to watch in this draft. He did nothing but do well in college. He only caught passes uh, and scored touchdowns. That's what he did. He was just so successful. And, you know, you have some naysayers in the Mac, but to be honest, talent is translatable no matter what level you play at. Um, there's also a couple guys. Marshawn Lattimore is really athletic. Gary Connellan is also very a very good corner, like a true, true all-around great corner. Um, Malik Hooker would fit very well in our system. Jamal Adams easily could as well. Uh, even a guy like Reuben Foster, who's you know had some is- issues, he could fit well in the system. And I think a dark horse guy who I really, really love is Hassan Reddick. He lit it up at the Senior Bowl, and he was also named a Temple. He's a Temple player. He got named to their top 10 toughest guys. Um, and so I think that he honestly could be an elite athlete and maybe one of the may come out as the best player from this draft. All right, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back with more thoughts here on the upcoming draft and the Bills offseason. Like we said, schedule release. We can uh, add a little bit more discussion on that as well. Uh, taking a break here. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. season schedules released tonight and uh, like I said I'm not totally enthused with the schedule but you know it's their schedule one way or the other here so Alex why don't we take time here it's very early we haven't even had the draft yet so I'm sure we can change this a lot but why don't we just go through the schedule right now and uh, see if we can pick the bills here at this point 
Yeah, of course. Let's do it. All right. Starting out home versus the New York Jets. Right now, the Jets are shaky at best. They truly don't even have a quarterback. Um, I'm going to go Bills at home to start off the season. Yeah, I like it too. I honestly think they could pull that one out. Tough game in week two on the road against a Carolina team who was a little bit disappointing last year, but I'm sure ready to get back at it there. I'm going to say that's a loss and they even up at one and one. I honestly think we could pull it out there. I think uh, Carolina has had a few losses this season as well as we have, and I think that if with a good draft, we could uh, possibly outmatch Carolina. So I'm going 2-0 and there. Okay. Uh, then home on the 24th, taking on Denver, and I think Denver is a beatable team. Their defense is more of a shadow than what they once were here. I say Buffalo wins it at home. I say 2-1. and one. What say you? I agree. I think we can win it there, especially at home. That really helps um, with Denver coming across the country there. Uh, so I think we're at, I got us at 3-0 and right now. All right, then uh, on the road against the defending NFC champion, Atlanta Falcons. Um, I definitely think that this is, this is going to be a loss here. I think uh, Matt Ryan and company are going to be too much to stop. I agree. Um, you know, if we ha- we only have a chance just because, you know, McDermott has played very well against, you know, McDermott's defense has played very well against um, Matt Ryan in the past. I also think it's going to be lost, but I think it's going to surprise some people and be a close one. All right, then on the 8th, they head to Cincinnati to take on what was last year, at least a mediocre Bengal team who had difficulty with injuries, losing A.J. Green in that game against the Bills here. Somehow they seem to fare pretty well against Cincinnati. I'm going to say Buffalo gets a win uh, in uh, Southern Ohio. I agree. Um, You know, I think that the Bills do have a very good shot here. And in all honesty, it's going to be one of those times where this will be the litmus, litmus test for our team. You know, teams we should beat, can we beat them? I ain't going into the bye week. I have them at 3-2. and two. Alex at 4-1. and one. Uh, Sunday the 22nd, taking on Tampa, a game that I'm seriously contemplating about attending here. Uh, I think Buffalo goes ahead and uh, beats Tampa Bay. I honestly think that they dropped this one. I think Tampa Bay is a real good squad right now. And in all honesty, it could easily meet, you know, uh, surprise some Bills fans, but Tampa Bay is a real good team, and they're only getting better year by year. And so we're both at four and two at this point. Uh, another home game versus the Raiders this time, and I'm going to say they definitely dropped this one. I agree. I think we dropped this one, barring some Derek Carr related injury. Four and three as they head into prime time on the second, taking on the New York Jets. And again, I think this is going to be a Another rebuilding year here for the Jets, and I say Buffalo should win this one. I agree. I think the only thing uh, the Jets have been good at since, uh, really, since they made those two AFC runs is rebuilding. Then they uh, return home to take on the New Orleans Saints, and I don't know, this game is kind of a toss up here. I'm going to say because it's at home, they actually beat the Saints. I'd agree with that. I don't think the Saints are going to be, uh, you know, a real contender this year. They haven't really done anything with their defense to convince me that, you know, it's going to be a threat. And although Drew Brees will throw it around, McDermott has a lot of, um, a lot of practice stopping him. Then uh, 
back to Los Angeles like they were last year, except a little bit different, taking on the now Los Angeles Chargers, a game that I say they win moving to, uh, I think they would put them at 7-3 and three at this point. Yes, I agree. I think they win, and I think they uh, vanquish their former head coach, Anthony Lynn. Kansas City, tough place to play on the road, or at least it has been the last couple outings there to Kansas City. I say they drop one at Arrowhead, fall to 7-4. and four. I honestly think they pick that one up. Um, you know, Kansas City's uh, team's getting older, you know, each year, and I think this could be a down year for Kansas City. And I'm going to go out here. I wouldn't even call it a limb, but I'm going to go out and say that uh, I, I don't think I'm ever going to pick Buffalo to beat the Patriots ever again until Tom Brady or Bill Belichick retires here. So uh, on the third, starting the final three home games of the season, I say they drop a December 3rd game uh, to New England. I agree. I think they drop it at home. Um, you know, until Tom Brady dies or retires, uh, the Bills aren't probably going to win one at home. All right, so you have them at 8-4. and four. I'm at 7-5. Home versus Indianapolis, who has been mediocre at best. I say they win this one. I would agree. Um, you know, the only thing I can see is if they... If Indianapolis somehow pulls off a major coup and gets a lot of defensive talent in this draft. All right. The next two of the final three games of the season are against Miami, the first of which is at home. They win this one, I say, uh, which would put me, I think, at uh, 9-5. and five. I agree. I think they win at home against Miami. All right, so you have them at 10-4. Uh, and four. New England on the road, definitely a loss for me. Uh, I actually think the Bills pull this one off. New England does not play as well at home as they do um, on the road for whatever no unknown reason. All right, and then around out the season at Miami, uh, could be a fight to get in the playoffs, especially it is if I have them winning, and I do, I'm going to say they go 10-6 and six and close out the season with a sweep of the Dolphins. I think they lose a close one here, but I think we sneak in on um, a better uh, divisional or conference record. So I have them at 10-6. and six. This is 11-5. Like we said, very, very premature still. Uh, you know, a lot of things to happen between the draft and training camp. And, I mean, we have a ways and ways to go here, but that's just kind of our preliminary thoughts just based on what we see right now uh, with the 2017 Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing is that a lot can happen even in, like, the roster makeup by that time. The Bills could pull off something during the draft where they trade for a big-name player like a Richard Sherman, and that could completely alter, you know, our rankings. A couple predictions I want to make, just even pre-draft, you're going on the limb. Reggie Ragland will play this year, and he will be very productive. And I'm going to say Shaq Lawson bounces back, starting right out of the gate here with a very strong sophomore season. I honestly think that Kevon Seymour will also be have a really strong year this year. Um, I think his style fits well with what McDermott wants us to do. So I think he could be a breakout player for this coming season. I'd say Ronald Darby, I, you know, I, I guess you could rule it as, as a little bit of a sophomore slump. Um, if he had a pick, I don't think he had even more than one this year that I think Ronald Darby has kind of a bounce back year after such a produ- productive rookie season. Yeah, and I think also it'll change up because, in all honesty, losing Donnie Henderson was a huge blow to this secondary. 
Um, you know, he really was the stalwart of that room. And once we switched over and Rob started getting his hands on this team, the reports coming out of the locker room where they were doing a lot of weird mixes of man and zone, and it just confused a lot of the young guys. Um, and so I think that, honestly, Darby was playing too much with his head and not enough with his heart, you know, running on just instinct. He was thinking, constantly overthinking the play. And you could see it on the field. He was hesitant at times. He was sometimes in the wrong spot. It just seemed like he was confused. The addition of Hyde at safety, I think that was a fantastic signing this offseason. And I expect him to have a big impact at safety, especially since our veterans are no longer here, Aaron Williams and Corey Graham. Yeah, and did Corey? I don't think Corey Graham signed anyplace else. Um, so theoretically, we could bring Corey Graham back in sure. if they're you know we don't get the safeties we want in the draft or anything like that. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that uh, plays out here. But uh, definitely like the Hyde pickup. Um, I really like Leslie Frazier. Uh, I thought he was a good defensive coordinator, and I think he got a rough rub as a head coach in Minnesota. Uh, but I think that uh, he'll be a good fit at defensive coordinator. And, you know, second go-around with another defensive-minded coach. But um, defensively, I'm not too worried about this team. It's what they have offensively. And, uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you when we talk draft here. Uh, the young man out of Western Michigan impresses me. And, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm a fellow Mac guy, uh, even though Western Michigan was our rival at CMU. But there's been, you know, some good players that have come out of the MAC. You know, look at Randy Moss uh, back when Marshall was in the MAC. Heck, Antonio Brown, also Central Michigan Chippewa, is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So there is potential in the Mid American Conference here, and I, I really think that uh, he would be a, a stellar pick for the Bills if they can nab him at tenth overall. That I, I wouldn't trade up, but I think with as thin as this receiving court is, they'd be wise uh, if there's someone that talented on the board that early on. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think that wide receiver is sort of a – it's a – I would call it a top-heavy group. Once you get outside round three, it's going to be hard to find talent. You know, mm-hmm. there's a few top guys who are pretty good. But other than those, you know, first three rounds, once you get down a little bit lower, it's not as talented as people think. Actually, tight ends are significantly deeper. A guy I'd love to see the Bills pick up is Michael Roberts out of Toledo's, uh, he, Toledo. He basically just – um, basically all he did was catch touchdowns. He would go, once they got inside the 20, he would run in the end zone and say, hey, throw me the ball, and then just snag it out of the air. And to be honest, that's what he would do all the time. And I think that would be, really work really well in the scheme. If you look what um, Kubiak did with um, oh, uh, Julius Thomas and how well he worked there, um, you know, I think that that could really be... Um, a bonus in this offense having somebody like that. Um, I I think Mike Williams could be a good potential pick, uh, but another name out of Clemson I've heard, and I really don't agree with it all is Deshaun Williams. Where uh, or Deshaun Watson? Excuse me. I think he's you know he's a fun player to watch in college, but I, one I don't see Buffalo going early on a quarterback, not after they have Tyrod coming back again. So. Uh, you know, I see us going quarterback maybe later in the draft, but I don't see it being Deshaun Watson. 
I honestly, I don't, I don't see us going quarterback at all in the draft. No. Um, I think they're waiting for next season. They're going to try to grab one. It looks like next season's quarterback class might be the night, the new, uh, the next incarnation of the 1984 class. Hmm. Um, and in all honesty, I think that the Bills may, you know, go long next year and try to jump up and grab one of those picks um, to get a top-flight quarterback. So you know it. it I honestly don't see them going quarterback at all. I think they like to try to develop Cardell Jones. And um, oh, who's the guy? TJ Yates they just picked up. Yes. He's a good veteran guy who can really help Cardell's progression come along while they prepare during the weeks and during the season. And I wanted to talk about the pickup of TJ Yates here. Where, you know, I, I, I think he's a decent guy. He's gotten hurt a little bit here. But, um, you know, he's been in the league for a while. I remember when he started as a rookie in the playoffs there for the uh, Houston Texans. Eventually found his way coming back to the Texans here. But um, now he comes back to Buffalo. One of the big things here is he actually is reunited with their offensive coordinator in Rick Dennison. Um, so o- overall, you know, I, I, I like TJ Yates. I think he solidifies and he's going to challenge Cardell. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets... Uh, the backup quarterback position. Uh, but a name going into the draft here that we've heard, you know, ever since he was in college here is Chad Kelly. But, you know, with his ACL injury and his off-the-field issues, I could honestly see him falling out of the draft and could totally see Buffalo signing him as a, uh undrafted free agent. Yeah, I honestly think the Bills should stay as far away as possible so. from Chad Kelly. <laughs> um, you know... I mean, don't get me wrong. He has amazing physical talents. But the problem is with the Kelly last name and the character issues, it's just it's going to be carte blanche for problems in and around the Buffalo area. Just because if he does come here, he's going to be, I mean, honestly, already when he was in high school, he was treated like, you know, the like royalty. What's it going to be like if he's back playing for the hometown team? I just, I think it just invites so many more problems and so many issues. Let's just say he does end up making the roster or, you know, the practice squad and all of a sudden Tyrod has one bad game. There's going to be Chad Kelly calls constantly on the, on the, the talk show channels here. Oh, why aren't they playing Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly. And it's just, I just wouldn't even invite it as an issue. Yeah, I mean, he really is pretty much a legacy, but just saying, because it is the Bills here, I could see it happening. That doesn't mean it will, but I could see it happen. But, you know, with everything that you pointed out, Alex, here, I'm going to agree with you. I I think it would be uh, a bad idea. And the thing, too, is that there's so many more, honestly, like, um, better backup quarterback role guys that you could get that really could be successful in the league at some point. Uh, Davis Webb out of Cal, uh, Joshua Dobbs out of Tennessee. These are a few guys who honestly down the road develop them a little bit, and you could do what New England does, which is develop a quarterback and then trade them away for nothing. Final thoughts this week as we head into the 2017 NFL Draft in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to see what McDermott and Whaley do. McDermott coming from a scouting background, um, you know, it'll be really be interesting to see how they put their board together. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they honestly work together. 
Indeed. So we'll have draft dance and everything coming up here. Make sure you follow all of our work here at buffalodown.com. Follow us on Twitter as well at buffalodown, at St. Alex Jones, and at Bills Bruiser. Also like us on Facebook as well. NFL Draft coming up next week. Continue to read our work, like I said, here at buffalo.com. And as always, go Bills. This has been the buffalodown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network. An R Street Media production.